Hello. Thank you for joining us again for what is technically the second episode of our new slot car related podcast, but is the first one uh, to be done under our new title, which is Talking Utter Slot. Um, so today, me, Scott, and uh, me, Pedro, are going to be discussing our favourite cars from the past year, that year being 2022. Um, and obviously, we're going to have to list our top three, our favourite one. We'll probably talk about some honourable mentions, maybe the best brand if we feel one warrants it, but we're also going to have probably most contentiously our most disappointing car. Now, we're going to have some rules about how we do that. Uh, Pedro, do you want to run through what you see as the criteria? Uh, see, now you've you've done, done this to me. Uh, the criteria, uh, we had a disagreement about the criteria and um, I'm working on the criteria of it had to be a new mould for 2022. We didn't necessarily have to buy it ourselves. Um, I think the end result for me will be cars that I have bought, but I want to mention a couple that I haven't bought Um Mostly, I think they're cars I haven't bought yet. I will get round to, but um, yeah, the the gist I think was you wanted, I think cars that we had bought, and I said, well, that restricts it too much because I haven't bought as many as you. <laughs> well, this is true. I think in the course of looking at this uh, and scrolling through my orders from various well-known slot car suppliers, principally Pendle, uh, and also eBay and Swap Meets. I had a very good year. Um, I stopped <laughs> counting when I got to over 50. Now, most of those were second-hand swap meet. Some of them cost as little as seven quid. Some of them cost a bit more than that. So That's the sound of a man justifying his purchase. It's not, it's, it's not quite the addiction it sounds. However, so I was quite glad, in a way, that you wanted to restrict it because it made the choice easier. Um, and what I've ended up with, being very strict about your... If it's just the ones that were brand new, excuse me, just the ones that were brand new, I got to about 15. With your strict application of a new mould rule, I got down to eight, which makes it easier. So I don't know it would change the result, but it certainly makes it easier. And so Welcome to go off piece with that, I think. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see how we get to it. Yeah. So what we're going to try and do is we're going to have... Uh, a top three, and therefore a favourite car each, obviously. We'll have some honourable mentions. We'll have the brand, uh, and as I said, the most disappointing. So, Pedro, kick off. Tell us, in reverse in reverse order, what your favourite cars of the year were. Oh, God, no, no, no. Now you've thrown a complete curveball. Reverse order. I was going to just blather on about a couple and then decide when you said, make a decision. Anyhow, oh, the one in okay. my hand that I'm waving badly for the benefit of the tape uh, to the camera for Scott so that he can see it and you can't, I encourage you to go to Pendle and uh, take a look for yourselves. The Scalectrix PAF Motorsport 911 GT3992, is it? I don't know all the different uh, designations that Porsche use. But I thought this car was absolutely beautiful, and I still do. Looking at it now, I still think it's absolutely it's perfection. Um, from the waffer-thin windscreen wiper that I just noticed um, to the stunning paint job. The paint job is one that I contemplated several times buying from decal doc, decal doc.de um, to put on a scale auto 
911, 991, 992, GT3, whatever it is. Um, but I chickened out. Uh, because it looked really complicated and I just didn't think I'd be able to get it to the decals to fold over the curves. Turns out uh, on that side of things that um, Simon, the brand guy from Hornby, who rocked up at um, drive number eights from slot four and drive number eights club, Fareham, Farnham, Farnborough, something like that, Felton. Farnborough, yeah. Farnborough, you know. Um, so Simon turned up with some pre-production samples, another one which will appear in my list uh, later. And uh, I was blown away with it then, and I'm still blown away with it now. And it turns out that they have put this fancy tartan effect is one single decal that is just somehow laid on the car. And I think it's amazing. The only place it looks slightly iffy is over the grills on the, the front wings. The rest of it, I think, is beautiful. I will say, as is Scalectrix's way, uh, it was way too shiny to begin with. So my one, I have gone over the black bits with just matte black or some of the black um, bits that should be matte black. And I've um, painted up the driver figure and the interior is mostly white, whereas I think as it came, it was mostly black, which the shells are fantastically good models. And then they let themselves down with things like the running gear, which we mentioned another time, I'm sure is just dire. And the inter internal details can be pretty rough. Although their driver figure, I would say now, their driver helmet is one of the best on the market. I, so I'm, going, I'm going to leap to, to the defence of uh, Skeletrix there on the running gear. Um, I, I agree with you. I think it's a beautiful model. I think it looks great. Um, I think the great thing about Skeletrix, and I, I'm, in doing my list, I worked out that I'd bought as many Skeletrix cars as everything else together which tells you something about the number of cars they release and how, how, how I guess, fond I am. Every single one of them ran perfectly out of the box. So take it out of the box, take the magnet off, put it on the track, and it was smooth, ran beautifully. Yeah. So I think the, the running gear, I think, is... Sorry, what is your track? What, what brand? Polycar. Oh, OK, OK. Running... No. See, so, yeah, so I'm old enough, as are you, but you might not admit it, to remember the days when, you know, buying a Fly or an SCX car particularly, you know, you probably had to buy 10 to get one that had axles which were straight and wheels which weren't wobbly and all that sort of stuff. So I think I'm still sufficiently delighted when I pull a car out of a box and you put it on the track and it runs smoothly. And I think this Porsche that you've just talked about, I've got one as well, and it was it's just a joy to slide right now. Is it super fast? Are the tyres super grippy? No. Does it feel nice to do lap after lap, driving it around and drifting in the corners? Yes. So I guess that comes down to, you know, are you racing it or can I use the playing word? Playing with it? I, I tend to play them. race them, but um, they do need a bit of work before they're... I mean, we do have a class that is Skeletrics in lines at the club and... Um, you can race them. I haven't yet to make this one successfully go round one particular corner, and I'm just messing with the upfront axle. And I think there's just, I, I think I'm going to put more movement in there. But um, I, yeah, no, I, I out of the box, I find them very disappointing. As soon as you take that magnet out, I find them disappointing. You do need to do things, and I've done a, a fair bit, but um, we don't change too much of the underpinnings. But you can change the tyres. Well, you know, Euro standard tyres. You can put slotters on them. Yeah, well, I think that's this is a, you know, definitely a subject for future podcasts. Is about the expectations of uh, when you take something out of the box and what you 
may need, as some people say, to do. Anyway, that's just one car. One car. Keep going. Keep going. What's next? Still me. Well, I'm going to stick with Skelextric, as some people call it, Um, because for me, and this is a real contender for car of the year, because I was delighted that they produced the Jaguar XJS. Superb machine. Again, beautiful model. Not quite a waffathin wiper blade on this one for some reason. Lovely BBS alloys. I think they're BBS alloys. Very nice. Lovely car. Probably, I assume, quite an accurate model because it's quite narrow and a bit tippy and um, not a stunning performer at all. But I just love the fact it exists. And I will, when they produce more, I will buy more because I'm quite a Jag fan. Okay, well, this is interesting because my research is, I think that came out in 2021. Oh, no, did it? Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, all right, put that back in the box. I apologise. I agree with you. It's a great model. I'm keenly... I resisted buying... Uh, you know, I'm delighted that they were available, but I resisted buying the imported Australia-only green livery because I felt sure that they would do that uh, domestically. Yeah. And sure enough, that was announced. Uh, and that's one of the ones which is uh, is on pre-order. Um, but it, it, I think it won't arrive safely till 2020. So sorry, uh, by your own strict definition. Invalid. <laughs> Invalid. Hoisted by my own petard. Okay, so let me wave this one in front of you, which I think we're going to discuss at length. <laughs> Maybe not. Let's keep it brief. Bastos. Bastos Camaro. What a piece of plastic this is. Awesome. <laughs> I love it to bits. It's not a particularly good performer in my hands. Again, though, I haven't done an awful lot with it, the, like the Jag. But I just love the fact that it exists. And I'm staring down the barrel of the thing, looking straight at it. And it's it's got that yank tank silliness about it that I love. Um, driver figure. I didn't have to paint the driver figure. He already came nicely painted. Whereas on the, the faff uh, motorsport one, I don't think that I've, I've painted up the driver helmet on that one. Whereas this guy... He came ready, prepared for racing, which is one of the inconsistencies, I think, of, um, of Skeletrix. Love it to bits, but obviously the elephant in the room, which is no longer an elephant, because I'll mention it, is I don't believe it's the right colour red. I think that's something we can vigorously agree on. Mostly because it's not actually red, but that's... Uh... <laughs> it's burgundy or something. I uh, well, did you say? Well, I mean, I, I think it, I agree with you. I think it's great that they're doing it. I think the detailing. I think that what was interesting to me is that it's it's a different, and this is a great sign of where Skeletrics are. I think today is it's not just a relivery of the old Trans Am Camaro. It's a completely new mold, so it's it's the right you know shape for the car that it was. Different wheels, etc. Slightly bemused that it's different wheels to the aforementioned XGS. I would have thought they would have been the same because um, I had a quick go at kind of playing with swapping those around. Um, but I, I think it's great. But I my uh, I ordered one the minute I heard it was coming. Uh, I was delighted when it arrived. I think it runs great. But it's the wrong colour in my mind. And I've looked at lots of pictures, including the replicas and things. And uh, I know Simon said that it was, you know, they looked at references, and I'm sure they did. My I think hunch, Simon said, uh, I think Simon said that they went and they actually got a, some kind of digital sample off off of the, I think they sampled an existing uh, car, whether it's the original, I don't know, but there is a car running, it was at Goodwood this year, I believe, 
in this yeah. library, and um, I think they sampled it. He was well, quite. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did, and I think sample is a key word in this because uh, Dave Kennedy over in America, who was given one of the Skeletrix samples, um, which he still got, and when he puts it side by side with the production car, the sample is red, the right colour. Whereas the production car is this sort of maroon. Is it? And my my amateur sleuthing hunch is that somewhere betwixt the UK and China, I guess, where it was produced, or they somebody said, "Yeah, that's right, use that." But at the same time, I think they were making um, the Charger, the Miss Levi Charger, which is a sort of a sort of similar maroon colour. And my, as I say, complete guesswork here. My guess is that the factory used the same colour on both when, in fact, it should have been. So the, based on what Dave Kennedy's got, the sample that the, the factory were given is right. They obviously said, yeah, that's good, make that. And then what was made was different. Does it really matter? Yes. That's an interesting debate. That's an interesting, isn't it? I think every oh, time you use it, pull it out of the box. Yeah. So I think not to go... And it, it qualifies as my most disappointing car because I really keenly anticipated it. And that one thing just kind of spoils the omelette, doesn't it? it does. And I, my fear then is because one of my most anticipated cars coming up is the similarly sponsored uh, TWR Rover, which is very dear to my heart since I worked there at the time. And uh, so I'm hoping it comes in red, red. Uh, but we'll do a time will tell. Maybe rocket red that one. Uh, I will. Yeah, I'll probably still want one of those when it does um, surface. But I will be severely disappointed if it is the wrong colour. Again, um, with this one, I've gone over some of the black bits uh, at the front and just sort of dulled them down because Scale Electrics do do a very glossy finish on their cars. Um, I, it's a slight digression. I don't understand your comment about the wheels. Mine has got the same wheels as the XJ S. Well, well, no. Not quite exactly the same size. Oh, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. And I believe, I, I've certainly some of the pictures that I looked up when I started getting irate about the colour red, uh, I, I've not seen it running on those kind of BBS hours, I don't think. It was running on something else most of the time, the pictures that I saw. Maybe in period. don't know. How about you do one? Okay. Well, um, if I may... I shall I shall run through my honourable mentions and I'll do a top three. Oh, so you do a different format to me. Go on. A different format. I, you know, I'm just trying to be more conventional in these things. So I think honourable mentions, um, the SCX Hyundai WRC. Um, why? Because I like rally cars. I like SCX rally cars. And it's lovely to see SCX back making new cars. Um, so to be celebrated on lots of reasons. The great thing about those cars is they're all pretty much the same. Now, some might say they're terrible and you can't race them and also overlooking the fact that you put them on the track, they all drive much the same as all the others and you can have a great time competing rally car against rally car. Lots of detail, very nice livery, good shape, perfect SCX, love it. Um, other uh, honourable mention, and this is kind of cheating really, uh, partly because I, I couldn't quite get it into my top three. The Skeletrix Lotus 97, 98, 99, the new Senna Formula One cars. Um, well, I've got the GPS one and I've got the Camel one. Um, I'm hoping to pick up the one that's in the set. Uh, in fact, what I'm really hoping is that Skeletrix will do the non-Senna cars, so Johnny Dumfries and Elio De Angelis, um, because 
shocked that I'm not that big a Senna fan. I mean, I get it, you know, but you know, I'm not that big a Senna fan. So uh, I think those cars are great in and of themselves. I think they're not necessarily, you know, they're not perfect. We could nitpick on some stuff, but to do those cars and to do three different to make three different cars effectively, you know, that, that could in the past have been the same moulding with a different livery on it, I think is is highly commendable. So, uh, great. Um, I, I'm not 100% for that. Those have passed me by because I all the images I saw of them made me think, oh, they just look a bit toy-like and a bit soft. And I can't remember really the... Um, I can remember seeing videos of uh, Senna charging around some Portuguese track in, I assume, one of those cars. Um, but so they're quite good models, are they? They're quite accurate. The, the issue with them is the driver helmet, and the driver helmet is a modern helmet in what should be an eighties car. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, I mean Slotted have just released a new Porsche Group C, uh, the Newman livery with the, I think the Senna helmet painted inside the model. Yeah, there's, prob- there's probably a lucrative side market. In, <laughs> uh, Painted slotted set of helmets to be transplanted onto a Skeletrix Lotus Spittle Scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So, into, and that's probably a good point. See, I think Skeletrix are my brand of the year. I, when I, as I say, most of the cars I got were Skeletrix. They all worked great. I think they're doing interesting stuff for no. me as an old, as an old yeah. kit. And I'm sure they're doing, hopefully, they're doing well with the stuff that appeals to the, the kids as well. So, I think they've <laughs> Just, you know, I, I hope they're fucking those um, insane Blues Brothers things uh, in, in container loads in order that they can make Bastos and SD1 um, exactly. for the exactly. life of you and I. Yeah. Exactly. I think, and I think that's a measure of how... I, mean, I think, the, you know, to mention, I haven't put it on my list, but the Blues Brothers car, the Mr Bean car, uh, the other... Uh, I cringe. I cringe at the sight of them, and then I tell myself, but if they sell those, they stay in business and they can produce something that you will... Well, it depends. I mean, I you know, I instantly bought the Batmobile, uh, and I bought the... <clears throat> long time ago, now the Starsky and Hutch car. So I think if, if it's a car that appeals to you great what we'll end up doing of course is paying way over the odds for them in 10 years time when we realize what a classic they were you will anyway in, into my top three uh, drum roll please um third is the src toyota lmp1 tso 50 oh, i've yet to see i think um i'm sure it was a gaiden but i just doesn't appeal those modern lmps yeah well uh, obviously i've worked at toyota for some time so the car was uh it was uh as a relevance to me, we also uh, contacted and, and worked with SRC uh, to follow the production of this car. We did a story about it. It was a long time in production. They spent a long time doing what they do, and they're a very small company. And I think they had particular challenge getting that livery onto that body because the complexity of the shape, lots of a million tiny little sponsor details. Uh, and I think they were done by hand in the end, basically. I'm not sure about that. But uh, when it eventually arrived, and it's ridiculously expensive, and the only reason it's third is I'm too frightened almost to use it. So it comes out of its box. I give it a quick run around, it goes back in its box because uh, I'm not racing at a club or anything. But it's a lovely, lovely thing, and I kind of admire them for their dedication to, to doing what they did. Is it quite an intricate kind of body made up of lots of bits that have heat welded? 
yeah, it's a, it's. I mean, if you go, if some, if you're online, go and sort of Google the SRC Toyota, and there's loads of CAD images and stuff which really show you the detail that they put into the body. Uh, is it strictly speaking accurate dimensionally? You know, no, but you know, no slow car is, uh, but it's great. Mm-hmm. So second, dun dun dun, drum roll. Uh, Skeletrix Porsche 911 GT3. Um, so uh, it would. Uh, it's, I think, like you, you said, all this. It looks lovely. It's a great car. I love that category of racing. Um, you know, when I'm playing on Gran Turismo, I do endless liveries on that on that body. So I was delighted they came out. I'm sure they'll do other liveries on this uh, this this moulding, and we'll get those as well. But I think this was a great one to start with, and it, I see it appeals to motorsport fans and kind of people who are just casually buying something off the shelf as well. And as I said before, it runs beautifully. I'm very happy with it. It, it gets it gets pulled off the, the plinth and, and run fairly regularly. So well done, Squadrix. But, but, number one, go, and, uh, the Polycar BRM P160. Um, mm, now, <laughs> yeah. Go wild, go wild. Go wild. Uh, so it's yours. 70s Formula One cars, Polycar have been doing a few for a while. This, uh, those of us have been, you know, into Skeletrics a long time will remember the actually fairly accurate for its time and cost. The old one, which I've, you know, I've got one which I painted and re-liveried and did it as best I can, which when you put it on new tyres, don't don't mention it too widely, laps my polycar track nearly as fast as the actual polycar car. Wow. So you don't need to spend all that money. But it's a, the detail is incredible. The, uh, everything is beautiful. It runs beautifully. It's one flaw, and I haven't, I'm not that fussed about it yet, is that because of the way I think the, the nose is so narrow and the wiring goes in, the front axle sits very slightly above the track and the, and the front wheels don't necessarily turn. Um, now, I know uh, some folk have kind of taken it apart and modified things to, to, to sort that, and I can see why that would be an attractive proposition, but this thing is so detailed and so intricate in bits that I think pulling it apart for the the psychological knowledge that the front wheels, which, let's face it, don't do anything much on a slot car anyway, uh, it ties the track. Uh, but it's a beautiful thing, uh, and I love they're doing these kind of, you know, I want to say obscure, that's wrong, and this period of, of, of car. One worth mentioning, had you had we been allowed re-liveries, um, the Skeletrix Terrell P34, which I had resisted up until the one that was released this year and the with a slightly softer motor and the the blue and white livery rather than the all blue one. Uh I think that's a great car. Again, very detailed, runs beautifully, um, isn't as quick as the polycar. Again, that's probably down to the tires. Um, but I, I would it would probably have been in contention for that number one. So there you go. My card of the year, polycar, BRM P one sixty. I would I would um, say that's a really strong contender. I haven't purchased one yet. I'm waiting for the uh, the Marlboro livery, uh, one that hopefully will be out in the by the spring. I think it, I, I've seen several of them at Gaiden. Um, chap at the club's got one, and they are very, very pretty. As are all those F ones. Maurizio deserves uh, uh, some kind of award himself just for the mere fact that he knocks those out, and he knocks out stuff like the, um, the DTMs that I adore uh and all those group c's that he's done um 
he's done us proud. And that BRM is a very nice card. Yeah, I agree. I had as a, a possible candidate the um, Peterson 72, which is the, I think, the iconic shape of the 72. Not that first one that Maurizio did, but um, the the 74 car is just beautiful, I think. And it, it's it's just a, a running version of my dinky toy, which was one of my favourite dinky toys when I was a wee child, um, which I believe I still have in the loft somewhere. I've got a lot of stuff in the loft. Um, I think it's still up in the loft. And that was going to be a possible contender. I have one here that I can wave at the camera, but um, I'm not taking it out of the box because I see that as some kind of pension investment so I, except I because they haven't sold out at pendle so uh what do i know about buying for profit well i, I this again interesting i bought one of those and i instantly took it out of the box and, 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 and it runs very well the only reason i didn't include it was because it's strictly speaking not a completely new molding i think the only thing that's new new is that is it the ear box and the rear wing oh, um, i would have allowed that under my rules. Okay, okay, that's good. That's your rules. That's fine. But yeah, okay. But I think, I mean, again, it's, it emphasises how great, um, and I know there's some some people talking about the toy manufacturers or the, you know, well, the categorisation of serious manufacturers or SRC, NRS, sorry, yeah, NSR, Slotted, or Polistil. I think you make a really good point. The Slotted, Polistil make mass-produced cars which you can take out the box and run very very well mm-hmm. and are produced to a fantastic detail mm-hmm. and, in a, and in a competition where you you know do they look good and do they run well they would probably beat Skeletrix hands down but yeah. but but uh, I think as I mentioned before I think the sheer diversity that Skeletrix do um, because they're trying to do something different to slot it uh, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's where that works to mention so which is your which is your top car then Ah, uh, okay. You're going to force me into. So, I don't know. <laughs> still, <laughs> still, we've had a few days to prepare for this, and right now I'm looking at uh, another slot. It the um, the DTM uh, C class that just came out uh, tail end of the year, which I think is simply beautiful. And to me, the C class and the Alpha, they are. DTM at their absolute best, 95, 96, was it somewhere around that? Absolute peachy cars. And this model is beautiful. It's so detailed. I don't like the fact it's got a really chrome exhaust, but that's the only thing. Oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> I don't like the fact that the interior is solidly yellow because I believe the parcel shelf should be black, but I'm quibbling. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful car, and I love that to bits. I've already broken off one wing mirror. I haven't made it go as fast as a, an Alpha yet, but I will get there, I am sure. But another one, and then I'll make a decision. Um, and I don't know, you're going to probably go, ah, that was not this year. Um, Revo slot, Revo slot, Revo slot, the 333333 three, 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 three. Oh, uh-huh. in the Momo livery. I absolutely adore the look of this car. I don't like Ferraris, but I've always liked the 3333333. And um, I had a couple of the SCX ones, which were pretty poor, and I painted one up in Momo colours. Uh, I've seen the Mr. Slot car, always going to be Mr. Slot car for me, um, version at Gaiden, and I think that's a very nice-looking model, but I probably won't buy one of those because I just got a down on him at the moment um but this is i think a beautiful model i love the fact that the um the rear wing is magnetized and just falls off rather than snaps off 
I love the driver detail. I love the finish. Um, that could be, if you're going to make me push, I could actually say that would be my best, but I won't because you said something earlier about the motorsport being a brilliant category. GT3 is, I think, a brilliant category. And I would have to give my um, bestest to sideways. And I don't know whether it's the Conti um, Bentley or the 720. Um, neither of which I've got kits and neither of which I've yet finished. Uh, and I don't know if a kit technically counts. I mean, it is a release, but it's not a finished car. But I'm going to, just for the mere fact it exists and that I've looked at the bits and sort of uh, dry assembled them several times and I'm in love with it, I'm actually going to say the Bentley Continental from Sideways is my pick of the year. Wow. With the runner up being the Slotic C Class and then the Ferrari from Riva Slot. Oh my God, but that's forgetting the. F- I can't. I can't decide. Basically, the all f- right. Well, that's pretty good. That's sort of the sort of the point of these lists. Um, I can let you off the hook when you don't like Ferraris, but you love the C C C C C C because yep. it's actually a Delara because um, the Delara designed it and built it. And it's got the Ferrari engine in it, so uh, so you can you know you, you can let yourself love it from uh, un- unreservedly. Um, what would you be then? So most disappointing car, I think. Already established. We're fairly certain. Is that, is that the is that going to be the Camaro, the Bastos Camaro? Is that the one? Um, it, point of, is that the point of agreement of the disappointments that I have purchased? Yes, the Bastos. Um, it's been close to my best favourite car, and it's been it has been the most disappointing. It has been the most disappointing. He stops and thinks about it, and it has been the most disappointing. That's okay. that's just down to the pain. Ridiculous, but there you go. And which, if I had to push you for a best manufacturer, which would you go for? Uh, well, I think pretty much sideways because they have just nailed GT3 and I love GT3. Um, the, and they're not doing the obvious choices. I, mean, I wish they'd do it. I, having said I hate Ferrari, I wish they would do a Ferrari, but they're not going to because obviously they don't want to get sued. Um, <laughs> I can't afford a license. But the fact they've done that Lexus, the fact they've done that Bentley, I think they're going to do the M4. I don't like it, but I might buy one. Um, I think they cater. They they run well. They're different shapes, sideways um, for me. Okay, that's good. Excellent. So um, to round up then, so if we if we had to have a shootout, so between my BRM and your um, sideways Bentley. Which would you think would win? Oh, that's a toughie though, because they're two different, they're two very different beasts. Um, I do, I think I, although I loved the Revson um, Yardley car at the time, uh, I am that old, I would probably go with the um, sideways. Not, I know this is ridiculous argument. I, that livery is great on the BRM, but it's not one that I think is fantastic. At the moment, I don't have a livery on my Bentley Continental. So that, that's not a fair thing to say, but I would go with the Bentley. Okay. I... Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to take a leaf out of real motorsport, but I'm going to strictly apply the rules. There we go. <laughs> and, yeah. and the fact that you haven't actually built the Bentley yet, I think it's going to have to count against it. So I'm oh. declaring the Polycar BRM as the talking utter slot car of the year. Well, uh, we will have a fight off screen. <laughs> I don't, so, I don't you, fully disapprove, and I, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cracker. Okay. It is a cracker. Well, 
if we were really established and we had web pages where people could leave comments, I would at this point I'd be going, please let us know what you think. And actually, please let us know what you think. Put it in the comments and tell us uh, how wrong you think Pedro is. But we won't do that just yet. So to wrap up. Well, before we wrap up, oh, am, I, am I allowed to, <laughs> to moan about two cars? Yes. <laughs> One that was, I, actually both of them I sort of anticipated, sort of. One of them I didn't anticipate as much. But Avant Slot 635, the Spirit reissue, disappointing. Very disappointing. Very expensive for what you get, and what you get is disappointing. And I wanted, I wanted to want that car. Like I've got one uh, of the original Spirits, which I've put on a three D chassis, and I wanted to. When they announced they were doing it again, I just thought yes. But um, no, that's disappointing. Disappointing because of the running gear. Running gear cost. Um, I, I suppose the reality of knowing that the mould is, I think it's about 128, isn't it? It's a bit of a big beastie. Um, I'm not sure about the facts on that. I hang out, I have a lot of hope that Simon from Scale Electrics knows that he likes, he loves the 635. I don't like BMWs, but the 635 is a beast. And how many paint jobs are there on that one? Some classics. There are some classics. That would be, uh, yeah, it'd be a good choice. Uh, well, I, I, have, I've res- I like you. I've got a Spirit one, which I like. Um, uh, and like most Spirits, early Spirits, it doesn't necessarily run as well as you'd like. But um, I don't know what you mean about the van slot. I have, I've got several Mantas, oh, uh, which I have to have. But they, you know, they, and they're very fast, but they, some of them, the meshing can be approximate at uh, best. So yeah. there's a lot of noise and, uh, and probably grinding going on. Um, but what's your what's your other? You have another disappointment you wish to share with us, I believe. I do, I do indeed. I'm I'm not a big fan of this car in the one to one, but I I get why some people are, and I did contemplate it as my first dipping of the toe into the world of Thunderslot. Oh, oh, three fifty Shelby, blah 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 blah. What a disappointment that is to me. It's fine if you're a speed craze moron, but no, it's it doesn't look right. I saw on slot forum someone described the headlights as looking like dead fish eyes, which I think is quite accurate. Um, and the rear lenses don't look like anything. Um, disappointing proportions, but I believe Thunderslot are known for slotification rather like their um connected, vaguely connected NSR um uh Italian contemporaries. Um so I was really disappointed in that one. And I ended up um, being smitten when I finally got my hands on one with the Surtees Lola. So I went with that instead. And I, they are a joy to run. They're, why do they have to have different screw types? Torx? What? No. Come on. But that Mustang, no. I know a lot of people like it, but it's horrible. There, said it. I think it's a good example. So the new, I haven't got one, the new new Skeletrics Mustang. Yeah. Um, not out yet, is it? I think it's imminent, isn't it? I think it's sort of in, the, in, a, in a shipping container somewhere or in the post. But um, I'm not a huge Mustang fan, but I would buy that before I'd buy the Thunderslot because I think the Skeletrics one looks better yeah. and I'm sure it'll run well enough. If I was a club racer and I wanted to race yes. something out of the box, then I'd probably buy them. And I think this is one of the great kind of... Um, 
sub-factions within the Greek Church of Slot uh, about uh, you know, what works. I reminded uh, years ago on a work thing, there was three of us sitting talking. Uh, one guy collected original Skeletric stuff still in its box, uh, and he had still wrapped in the paper six Formula Junior cars that were still in Triang or whatever it was, shipping paper. And he, he was... He didn't want to cut into it because it was so precious as it was. The other guy used to build his own brass chassis and wind his own motors and go racing a million miles an hour on tracks. And it was me who just loved playing with toy cars that had motors in them. And So the three of us had the same hobby, but we were unable to understand each other entirely. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I think it's, you know, it's one of the great things, but it seems to kind of, it, it divides the, the slot internet, you know, everybody. I, I, I kind of, and again, hopefully we'll talk about it in the future. This notion where, oh, I bought this car, but I bought a new motor and new tyres for it. Why? You know, buy, don't buy them. Don't buy the motor and tyres when you buy the car. Buy the car and run it first and find out whether it needs a new motor and tyres. But and it's a mindset. It's a mindset. And uh, it's, a, it's a cute, but I think it just makes an already expensive hobby more expensive, but then yeah, but if you're of the mindset and you're prepared to do it, then you're prepared to do it. But um, yeah. anyway, that's that's for the future. Yeah, we're running talking out of time. About, talking, talking. Very quickly, two things: uh-huh. Carrera 300 SEL. It just made it into this year. I think that's a fabulous car as well. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, although we didn't say anything uh, about it as accessories, oh, and the Avant Slot 308. I like the fact that that exists. But I don't like Avant Slot. There, I'm done. Okay, that's jolly good. Um, well, uh, hopefully people can pick out of that something. Um, and uh, but yeah, definitely go and uh, have a look at the Polycar and the uh, the Revo Slot Bentley. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for listening. If you have got this far, uh, we're uh, we're going to get better at this. Um, so, <laughs> oh. No promises. <laughs> no promises. Okay. Um, so I'll say goodbye until the next time. Thank you for listening. Cheerio.